Ladies and gents, howdy. Welcome to episode 24 of the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the former 23 episodes and this is the 24th one that you're getting your teeth stuck into. And if you haven't enjoyed them, why the hell are you here for a 24th episode? (laughs) Anyways, today we're going to be touching on motivation, which I'm sure is a podcast which is going to prick up the ears of a lot of people that are maybe struggling with motivation because from experience probably the number one thing I hear as a coach apart from help I can't stop eating is I'm really struggling to be motivated I'm really struggling with motivation at the moment and obviously Being a normal person alongside all of you guys, you know, just because I choose this as a profession does not mean that I don't struggle with the same things that you guys do with regards getting workouts done, adhering to calories, tracking calories, etc. Especially getting things going in the early stages. Um, Like I said, I, 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 I struggle in the same way that you guys do. But I have learned a few tips and tricks along the way, a few things that can hopefully help you guys out and thus... There's that word. That's what tonight's podcast is all about. I'm going to try my best to do a thus count on this podcast because I've been picked up on it so much this week that I need to stop using the word thus. So I'm going to try to replace it with the word therefore and hopefully that will make me more mindful about it. So a few years back, I said the quote that motivation was bullshit and To a certain degree, I do still stand by that as far as the sustainability of it goes. Because motivation comes in two forms. You've got intrinsic motivation and extrinsic. Now, intrinsic motivation, actually, let's touch on the other one. Extrinsic motivation, first and foremost, is the superficial stuff, the exterior stuff. I'm motivated to achieve my goal because I want to look better for other people or because of what other people have said or because of the job that I do. Case in point, I'm a personal trainer, therefore I should probably look a certain way. There is a certain bias, a certain stigma, expectation, if you will, that comes with being a personal trainer. And so you know, that in itself is an extrinsic form of motivation. I need to look good because my job is kind of not to look good, but it comes part and parcel. You know, you wouldn't trust someone who looks like a tramp with your money the same way you wouldn't trust someone who's a personal trainer if they didn't show some semblance of self-control, self-discipline and self-care. Now, intrinsic motivation is the emotional side of things. It's what really drives you forwards because, yes, you've got your superficial goals and I liken these to layers of grass, if you will. The top layer, your extrinsic motivation is when I'm saying to people, what do you want to achieve? They turn around and go, well, you know, I want to look better in a bikini or I want to fit into a certain dress or, you know, I want to feel good about myself physically you know i want to look good in pictures that's the that that's the ex- extrinsic that's the grass on the top the top layer if you will but if we go deeper beyond that we get to the next layer down the topsoil if you will and that being much deeper is the emotion behind the goal why do you want to look better 
why is it important to you? What's the driving factor behind it? In other words, looking on the other side of the coin, what's the emotion that's led you to want to take these changes in your life, led to you wanting to do things which are potentially difficult, which you know are going to impede on your life in some way to achieve a goal? What's you know what's the what's your why? You know, Simon Sinek, which is an awesome philosopher that I um, I suppose you could call him a philosopher, teacher, mentor, whatever, He's a public speaker. <laughs> um, he talks quite a bit about your why. And your why is ex- essentially extrins- uh, sorry, intrinsic motivation. Your why is your reason for living. It's your reason for doing what you're doing. It's the driving force. It's where all the emotion exists. Because... There is only emotion attached to looking better in a bikini because of how you feel about yourself, your self-worth, you know, your self-confidence. And these are more intrinsic motivators. You know, I want to be more confident. I want to feel better in my skin. You know, I want to have better self-worth. I've hated my body for years. I want to love myself, love who I am. Finally, the bottom layer, the deep root of all of these things, both intrinsic and extrinsic linked together is quality of life. Every single one of us, regardless of the variances between your extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, the driving force behind all of it is you want a better quality of life. You want to wake up every day feeling more content, more fulfilled, and happier. And there's this age-old myth that happiness is a destination. Once I achieve that physique, I will be happy. And it's a myth. Happiness comes right now it's not a destination it's a feeling it's something that you can obtain instantly if you wanted to you choose in essence to be happy by the way that you live your life by the thoughts you have and your perception of your world around you and your perception of yourself and thus that's linked heavily in with quality of life and thus leading to your intrinsic motivation which ultimately begins with your external motivation and so Looking at motivation as a whole, those are the layers. You know, like I said, on a consultation, we'll dig deeper and deeper into these things. We start off with extrinsic, we lead that into uh, your intrinsic motivators. But when it comes to motivation, the reason why I used to say, and in some cases still do, that motivation is bullshit is because, case in point, I train at Half past five, six a.m. in the morning is the time I get to the gym. Main reason for that, triplets. I like to be back and in the house when they get up. You know, I don't like them getting up into an empty house if I can help it. You know, I like to be there when they come out of their bedroom in the morning to greet them, etc. It's it's an important thing for me. Plus, obviously, with there being the kids, I want to make sure that I'm on hand to be able to do my bit as a dad. There's no reason for me to be out of the house of that, at that time of the morning if I don't have to be, and so I choose not to be. But obviously, as I'm sure you guys can imagine, we don't get a huge amount of time together as a couple. In the evenings, you know, sometimes the kids can be little shits when it comes to going to bed, so nine o'clock will sometimes roll around, particularly if I'm out doing classes, have lives, etc. It could be nine, half past nine, the time that we finally settle. And so if we don't get a decent amount of time together in the evening, then we don't really get a decent amount of time together. So what then happens is this snowball effect. And so because I push the evenings a little bit later, as late as I physically can, knowing I've got to be up in the morning, it does make getting up at quarter past five, half past five, quite difficult. 
And so when my alarm goes off and I wake up in the morning and, you know, it's get up, come on, you've got to go to the gym. Sometimes, in fact, a lot of the time, I really struggle. I really struggle with that first driving force to get out of bed. First and foremost, there's a beautiful naked woman next to me. That makes things difficult. Secondly, it's warm, it's cozy, it's lovely. And thirdly, being self-employed, it's very easy for your brain to switch into the whole, oh, I can go later because my time is my own. But it's not, not when you have kids. So a lot of mornings I do struggle with getting out of bed in the morning. And it's through my experiences of driving myself to get out of bed where you have to begin to look deeper and deeper into motivation. Now, first and foremost, motivation, as the old quote goes, is what gets you started and the habit is what keeps you going. And that is never more true than with your circadian rhythm, the rhythm of which you wake, sleep, get tired, etc., your body clock, also known as. And if you're not used to waking up at quarter past half past five in the morning, when you first start doing it, particularly from switching back to maybe waking up at eight, nine o'clock in the morning, which a lot of us did during lockdown, it's really fucking difficult, really difficult. Your body is kicking you going, what the fuck? You guys will all know what I mean from, you know, the time that you had to get up for that early flight to go on holiday. Yeah, there was the driving force of, yeah, I'm going on holiday, but it's damn difficult. And like I said, that's, you've got a big, big motivator there, you know, you've got a holiday coming up. But imagine doing it simply to get to the gym or go for a walk. You know, it's very, very difficult when it isn't habitual, when your body clock is not used to it, when it hasn't become something which is routine. However, as more time goes on and I get up at quarter past five, half past five each morning, it gets easier. And what ends up happening is I end up rousing around the time of my alarm. So I will naturally wake up and then all of a sudden, a couple of minutes later, the alarm will go off and thus how the circadian rhythm works. Your body adjusts to the habits you create. So the first thing I'll say to people, if they ever struggle to get up in the morning, it's like, just do it for a week and you'll see the difference. Now that first week is heavily driven by motivation. And when it comes to that motivation, let me tell you this, no amount of I want to look good no matter the concept, no matter the guys, is going to get you out of bed. I'm telling you now, at 5am in the morning, no amount of, I want to look good in a bikini, or I want my clothes to fit better, or I want to see my abs, is going to drive you out of bed. Not when there's so many things holding you within that bed. No. The thing that gets you out of bed is that intrinsic motivation. The extrinsic, yeah, it's all well and good, but it's not going to last. In your deepest, darkest hours, when you're struggling to get up and it's still dark outside and it's cold, external motivators are not going to be enough to get you moving. But intrinsic motivators are. And so when I'm lying there trying to get myself out of bed in the morning, I remember the real emotional stuff, the reason why. I'm getting up at that time in the morning because I want to be strong daddy. I want my kids to to see their dad looking after himself. I want my kids to see this habit of, you know, daddy, daddy keeps fit. The main memory I have of my father was how much he loved red wine. Now, 
I don't remember him getting out of bed and driving to, to do something which betters himself, to make himself healthy, and not just for our benefit, but for his own benefit, you know? I don't ever remember that. All I remember is this habit of red wine. And as my kids grow up, I want the gym to be normality. The reason why gyms aren't normality for a lot of kids and they walk into a gym and go, oh my God, what is this strange place? But they're perfectly at home wandering around a pub, for example, is because of the environments that they grow up with. Your kids are constantly watching you regardless of whether you think they are or they aren't. And they will replicate the habits that you have going forwards into life unless, of course, like myself, they choose to break those habits. They choose to go a different path. Now, I was quite lucky that my father was the arsehole that he was, see previous podcast on that one, that I didn't want to replicate him. I didn't look up to him in that way. I wanted to go a different way. And to be fair, there's another podcast about my mentality with regards to that coming up soon. But my intrinsic motivation is to be a man of my word, to commit to something and see it through, to be someone that doesn't throw in the towel. I want to be someone that gets out of bed in the morning and drives to go and better themselves because that habit in itself will lead down to my kids. Plus, when they come wandering out of their bedroom in the morning, daddy's not wandering around tired-eyed, grumpy. He's bright-eyed, bushy-tailed because he's already looked after himself. Therefore, my temper is better. You know, my general mood is better. I've done something for myself. And of course, you know, endorphins, dopamine. It feels fucking good. Plus, there are a plethora of other reasons, self-confidence, self-worth. I feel so much better when I've been to the gym. It's about so much more for me than just looking good, you know. And my kids, I'm not going to lie, are a huge driving force behind that. So, is it motivation or is it habit that keeps you going, as the, uh, the saying goes? You know, is motivation what gets you started but habit keeps you going? No, I don't think so. I think external motivation gets you going, gets you started on your journey, which then bleeds into intrinsic motivation. And so, yes, external motivation gets you started, but intrinsic motivation and habit or combined with habit is what keeps you going. And this is why it is incredibly important. In fact, it's imperative that your why is strong enough you need to look deeper into the emotions of why you want to do something. And this is why I'm so finicky when clients sign up with me or we have our consultation when they go, oh yeah, I want to go to the gym three times a week. I want to do this, this, this. And it's like, well, why do you want to do that? And when we actually get into the meat and potatoes of their goal, you then learn that they're doing things because of biases. They think they need to go to the gym because that's what they've always thought weight loss or transformation consists of. I must be a gym trainer. Whereas actually, when you get into, like I said, the meat of it, you then begin to realize that it's the quality of life, what their intrinsic motivators are. And you actually find that you don't need the gym in a lot of cases, or you don't need to follow that particular path. And so through finding out that deep internal motivators we can then look at the routine, look at creating a program which is centered around those motivators and thus that will then help them form habits. It's much, much easier to form a habit of doing something when you actually enjoy doing it and of course it drives you towards a goal which you are actually passionate about, which is something which is woven into the fabric of who you are 
and or who you want to be. It's very, very difficult to drive yourself to do something when the reason for doing it is quite hollow. There's no emotion behind it. And this is why so many people fail. This is why so many people say, I'm struggling for motivation. Well, it's probably because you're doing something that you don't genuinely care about. You're doing something which doesn't actually matter that much to you. There's no real emotion behind it. Once you get into the emotion of why you're doing something, you either find one of two parts. The first being a different approach and thus success. The second being, I don't actually want to achieve this, which is okay. I've had multiple clients which I've ended their coaching early because they've then realized actually they're not that passionate about the goal that they had once set themselves. It was perhaps a goal that came from a bias or came from somebody else or something they felt they ought to do rather than something that they truly wanted to do. I'm genuinely passionate about being a better man. I'm genuinely passionate about being a better father and being a better coach and thus I give my time and my attention my passion to that cause. And granted, that passion has come from darkness. You know, it's come from a past of not being that person, wanting to be better. So when it comes to your own motivation, when it comes to driving yourself forward, recognize that if what you do doesn't come from that deep place of intrinsic motivation, which will ultimately lead to a better quality of life, you are destined to fail because you will not keep doing something that you truly don't want to do. And to be fair, this is why I take the approach with coaching that I do with my clients. And sometimes when people are new to coaching, when they've just started out on their journeys, they can be quite sidestepped by the approach. Sometimes thinking, well, hang on a second, Moisey, I thought you would be telling me what to do more. I thought you would be looking over my shoulder more. I thought you would be, you know, walking me through this or holding my hand more. And don't get me wrong, every single person is different and every circumstance is different. But the reason why I adopt a lead a horse to water and then it's up to you if you decide to drink approach, you know, an approach which is based around getting you to a point of self-sufficiency is because I can't tell you what your intrinsic motivators are. I can't put those goals in place for you. I can't tell you the person that you want to be. You and your guts, you and yourself, have to decide who you want to be and what that person consists of. And a lot of the time when I'm talking people through this, the approach I take is you think that you're going to do these things and then you're suddenly going to think and act like the person that you want to be. But that isn't the case. If you want to evolve yourself, if you want to truly become a better person or a better version of yourself, you have to start thinking like that person now. You have to start thinking and acting like that person would. How would they approach this situation? What would they do? What makes them up to be the, pe the people that they are? Because a lot of the time, folks, with the people that you are potentially inspired by on social media or maybe in real life, the reason you're inspired is because these people are driven. These people are like ruthless when it comes to the achievement of their goal. They're consistent. And why are they consistent? Because they're passionate about what they do. They're passionate about achieving. If you think of all of the, not just the models and people that you may follow on social media, but if you think of all of the 
big celebrities, business people, etc., you know, the idols that we follow, we are in awe of them because of their passion. To give you one example, Elon Musk, the man is passionate about not only making the world a better place, but about revolutionizing it, evolving it. And so that passion is inspiring. I myself, whenever I hear or kind of see anything about what Elon's up to, I can't help but kind of become interested to kind of be curious about that. And the reason being is not because, you know, he's an undriven person. It's not just because he's ticking the bank balance thing. Obviously, it's still a business. Well, his multiple businesses. But we're inspired by people which are driven by passion. We're inspired by people which are truly passionate about what they want to do. Hell, that's one of the things I will put down to my small success as a coach. It's because I genuinely give a shit about helping people. Not just about topping up the bank balance, but about genuinely helping people find a sustainable way of living, a sustainable balance with their nutrition, with their self-worth, self-confidence, with their movement patterns, their exercise. Helping people actually realize that they can do this because they enjoy it, not punish themselves by extreme dieting or extreme exercise just for the pursuit of a goal which they don't really know why they want to achieve it. So to bring this full circle, as we bring this podcast to a close, when it comes to your motivation, my best advice I can give you, get yourself a pen and paper, maybe even a whiteboard if you're one of those kind of people. Maybe even just a note section on your phone and write down the layers of your goal. Write down what's your external motivator. Okay, what's the, the outside reasons that you want to achieve what you want to achieve? You know, and for me personally as well, that's the achievement of silly little dreams like the Mustang and my motorbike license. These silly little kind of milestones I wanted to tick off, not because... It is for anybody else. It is still an external goal, you know. It doesn't make me a better person by having these things or a worse person in that sense. But it was still an external goal. But then write down what your internal motivators are. What's the stuff which really has the emotion, you know? If you're overweight, think of that moment where you cried because of the position you found yourself in. Because of maybe how you've let things slip or how you've let yourself go. The emotion in that moment will tell you so much more than any Instagram model or person you follow could ever. Because the emotion in that moment can be the emotion that drives you forward. Not from a self-hate, self-deprecation perspective, but it tells you about what truly matters to you in your life. And if you're not spending your days doing something which genuinely matters to you, then you have to question why you're actually doing it in the first place. Folks, thanks for listening. Always appreciated. Obviously, if you have any feedback with regards to the podcast, do feel free to fire it over to me. Instagram at Chris Moyes, or failing that, you could jump on Facebook at K Moyes Fitness. Um, but aside from that, folks, or is it at Chris Moyes? No, it's at Chris Moyes Fitness. I always get that one wrong. But anyway, tap Chris Moyes into Facebook and you'll find me.
Who who uses Facebook.com forward slash Chris Moyes Fitness anyway? I don't think anybody does that. Yeah, just go on Facebook, tap in Chris Moyes if you haven't found it already. But like I said, the feedback on these podcasts is always very welcome. Not just from the reviews on iTunes, which we're doing all right with. But guys, if you could just go and give it a rating, that would be amazing. doesn't just have to be from a review perspective. There's two options on iTunes. You can write a review if you want to give me your feedback about the podcast as a whole, which would be amazing. Or if you just want to head to the bottom, scroll down and tell me how many stars you would give the podcast in general. That'd be great. Like I said, I'm passionate about helping you guys, which is why I do these podcasts. It's why we are 24 episodes in. Granted, this one is slightly late. I always say that, but yeah. It's uh, It's been a trickier week with the triplets, but they've started school now, and thankfully that's going to free up a lot of quiet time during the day, which means that all of these things I have to wait to do until they've gone to bed, I can then do during the day. So it means I could be a lot more efficient with what I'm up to, which is fan bloody tastic. And it means that it leaves my evenings free to switch back into dad mode again. So, like I said, folks, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys on social media, and of course, I will see you for the next episode, number 25.